Joining us this week on our school podcast is Jennifer Laporte from the International Center for Leadership and Education, who has been consulting with us through this year through the Jewish Education Project. Jennifer, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's very exciting to be here today. So what what brings you to Har Torah? What are you doing here these, these past few days? So I am here working with you guys to increase rigor and high-level questioning in classrooms and instruction. So critical thinking, student thinking, and having teachers plan for deliberate high-level questioning so that we can encourage and emphasize a next level of um, thinking in your students. So how, how would you define rigor? Because I think that that term is hard for people to define sometimes. How, if, like, how would you, if rigor is? Rigor is thinking. As thinking. simplistic as it can be, rigor is thinking. Mm-hmm. And we want students doing all of the thinking. Teachers take on that burden of thinking for their students because they are worried (laughs) that um, what they're trying to convey isn't coming across, but we have to have kids productively struggle Ah. through conversation Mm -hmm. and through classroom opportunities Mm -hmm. where students are engaged in high levels of thinking. I love that term, productively struggle. Um, I guess you know, it would be interesting for our parents to know, like, why is critical thinking so important? You know, I think for a lot of people, it's like this buzz education thing. And I, as an educator, I feel it's very important. But, you know, why is critical thinking so important? Why, why shouldn't kids just come in and memorize their math facts and memorize their spelling words and like get information at like a computer and go on to high school? Yeah, well, for one, it's not as much fun. It's no, it's, not nearly as exciting if you don't get to get dirty in the digging around of the learning and um, and failing forward in the sense that when you don't get it right the first time, you remember the productive struggle mm-hmm. in figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that stay with you the longest. And does that struggle transfer to other things in life besides academics? Hopefully the, the expectation is it travel, it transfers to everything. Like we will, no matter what you want to accomplish and goals in the future and the way you build relationships with everyone else, like you will always be working on, on those, um, those, well, what's the word? Yeah. Those skills and those attributes. So parenting books, a lot of them now focus on something called grit. Does this, does this help kids with that in any way? I would think it makes a perfect connection because grit is really about not giving up and always trying and moving forward Mm -hmm. and having skills, resilience Mm -hmm. of continuing, even if you don't feel like you're successful, Mm -hmm. like you can win something and it could come easy. And then it's kind of like, yeah, been there, done that. But if you don't do as, um, as well as you think, or if you feel like you have lost, then you will try even harder the next time Mm -hmm. and having that ability to persevere right is is important in academics and in personal life like as you're becoming an adult like learning from from failure Mm -hmm. you know kids kids are you know intuitive if you tell a kid oh good job and they know that they didn't work hard on it and they didn't do a good job at it they're not gonna feel like good about it it. they have to see their success so yeah okay well thank you for coming to help us with that i guess you know if we're we are focusing on rigor all year um, in school with our faculty, which is part of why you're joining us. Um, I'm wondering if parents at home, because we, in our parent body, Jennifer, we really partner. And parents like to know what we're doing in school and they like to extend it at home. 
Um, I told you a little bit about our empathy training. I know parents have been talking about that with their kids a lot. But can parents work on something like critical thinking at home? Yeah, uh, open conversations, asking questions beyond just the basics, having their own child expand. Like, tell me what you mean by that. And and how come you think that? Mm -hmm. And even transferring some of that Mm -hmm. in situations from school and to home life. Mm -hmm. All those ways provide opportunities to really dig deep into some thinking. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, it seems like this is something you're passionate about. What's your story and, and your background in education? So I've been in education for over 20 years. I have had many, many hats, classroom teachers. Um, assistant principals, directors of departments, supervisors, like all of the <laughs> all of the hats that we wear. But I think the biggest thing is having those different perspectives, like all those hats in education. I was actually even the volunteer coordinator wow. and the communications um, liaison for our entire county mm. down in Florida. But I think those different perspectives gave me a different view and lens to be able mm-hmm. to look at education, not only just about the child and just about the teacher, but about the family mm-hmm. and the community mm-hmm. and how it all ties together. Mm-hmm. So I had mentioned to you about the, the empathy training. Did, did, has that ever come up for you in any of your hats that you wore? Um, it has. Empathy in the whole child is always what I have been about. And it's more than just what can you regurgitate? It's mm-hmm. the thinking and it's the how you treat each other. So building a relationship with students and parents and teachers. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely something I've seen here on campus. You have a very strong community oh, yeah. and a very strong like student relationships with each other, relationships with teachers, mm-hmm. teacher and teacher. Like they're all, everybody's here looking out for each other mm-hmm. and can connect and relate and Mm-hmm. And you, it, there is a definitely a sense of that positive culture when you mm-hmm. walk through the doors. Mm-hmm. Well, it is something that is important to us um, in terms of community building, empathy. We view that as just core in our work here. It shows. Well, that's good to hear. And when you have those relationships, then you can push students a little higher and a little farther in their thinking. Right. Because they aren't afraid to, to take a risk. Mm-hmm. That's true. So part of your work here is uh, faculty workshops. You're, gonna, you're planning on running a couple. So what's, what's an activity you plan on doing with our faculty? So one of the exciting activities is a hands-on activity. It's called the Design Thinking Challenge, where teachers will lay out a expectation or a standard student learning objective and develop it into a very creative, rigorous um, activity that goes beyond just the classroom assignment. Mm. It goes beyond the um, the workbook or the textbook kinds of piece. It takes it and it expands it into what is the relevance real life opportunities that this translates to. Could you give us an example? Um, well, there are so many different things. Um, something that connects to something beyond. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're doing um, geometry or measurement and we want to not just measure shapes and categorize them but we want to make a floor plan of our house to scale mm-hmm. and draw in the pieces and maybe use some technology in Google SketchUp or mm-hmm. something to be able to 
lay out the house. And then other students in the classroom or maybe other learners or even another class could be making different elements of like a neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, pulling it all together Mm -hmm. and talking about how architects and how math is a piece of how an architect works and how how do they find those math kinds of concepts out in the real world Mm -hmm. beyond just in a classroom lesson. Well, kids always want to know, why do we need to know this? Exactly. So I guess, like you're saying, teachers should be embedding that relevance into the lesson. Right. Mm -hmm. Be able to extend it beyond just the school environment. Right. At our school, we are, as you see, very committed to professional development. Why is faculty workshop development so important for a school? Well, teachers need to continue to improve and refine their skills, be able to connect with what new research says, be able to network with each other, give each other inspiration as to what is it that we're going to achieve, what is our vision for the school, and how are we all going to get there together. Mm -hmm. And without professional development, without those opportunities to learn from each other, then you miss you miss those things and it becomes very isolated. Mm. And so if you want to create that community where everyone's working together, then we all share from examples and, Mm -hmm. and move forward to innovative new practices so that our students are learning at the cutting edge. Mm -hmm. Learning together. Yeah. It takes a community. For sure. A community. And, and I, I appreciate what you're saying because we feel strongly that if you can't be a teacher, if you're not a student, if you're not a learner yourself, Well, Jennifer, I hope that our snow hasn't scared you back to Florida, that you won't come back and visit us. Of course. Next week or the week after. Yeah, I know. You're coming back soon. Okay. All right. Well, maybe we'll try to order up some better weather for you. I know. Not quite quite like Florida. Thank you for joining us. Thank Um, you for having me. Parents, don't forget to print up your table talk for this week. Um, Shabbat Shalom.